my dear friends in the Lord, today is the last Sunday before we begin a holy season, the season of uh, Lent, the 40 days pilgrim with the Lord suffering and dying for us. It is very fitting this day that Jesus gives us this instruction for Christian living. What is the theme for today? The theme I want us to reflect together is that let us be charitable, let us be merciful, and let us be loving to one another. That is the theme for today. Why is this theme coming on today? It is coming today because Christ was born already. He showed us the way, what the Father wants of us. We followed Christ all the way from his baptism, the temptations, all the healings that he did, the multiplication of bread, the feeding of thousands of people, and all those miracles that we saw over the past eight weeks. The epiphany of who God is and what God is capable of doing. And so today, as we are to enter into this pilgrimage, into this land and season, the church gives us these readings to help us to say, since we followed Christ every day, are we now able to journey closer and closer to his own image, to be people who can judge things better, to be people who can follow God more closely, love God more dearly, and follow him all the days of their life. And so today, this reading is helping us to say, you are no longer the same. You have seen God. You know God. What is your attitude to others? Can you be charitable to your brother or your sister? That's the theme. Many of us, my dear friends, we are experts at seeing other people's faults. And yet, when it comes to taking stock or account of our own struggles, we don't do it well. We are very much able to see the mistakes that others do, or the struggles that others go through, or the temptations that others are exposed, and sometimes we can't see our own mistakes. We may recall that it is very easy in a family setup for the husband to see the fault of the wife, or the wife to see the fault of the husband, or the parents to see the faults in their children, or vice versa. Even at church here, it is very easy for us to see the faults of this person or that person. Sometimes we don't see or introspect ourselves to see are we really the best? Are we not also struggling in this journey of life? Yes, the commandments, we know them. Yes, we know what God wants of us. Um, am I able to live by that? It's very easy to see the mistakes of others and not see our own mistakes. This is why Father Ignatius, in writing the spiritual exercises, asks us every day to do the examine, where in the examine you are basically asking yourself three questions, basically it's done before you sleep. The first question you are asking yourself is, where was God with me during this day? 
Where was God with me? You recall event by event of your morning, your afternoon. You can recall hour by hour. I woke up in the morning. I greeted my wife. I greeted my children. That was God with me. I was going to town. I saw a beggar on the street. I gave two rand. That was God with me. And you say, God, thank you for journeying with me so far. Then you ask yourself a second question. Where was I alone and God not with me? You are looking at those times where you were sinning and making mistakes. You look back, okay, when I was at work, I shouted at this person. Okay, when I was at work, I took this which was not mine. To my family, I scolded them and you say, God, I'm sorry. And finally, you resolve not to do bad again. So the more you do this examine every day, seeing where God was, where you were alone and your resolutions, you know yourself better and better and you improve your life. But many times when we just move our life, Without any reflection, we just woke up in the morning, we go to work, we eat, we drink, we do things, and day goes, another day comes. Then we are then not very different from other animals that are not so much rational like us. Socrates, a philosopher, says, human beings, we are supposed to be reflective animals, where we don't allow things to pass, but we reflect what does this mean? Where was God here? What can I do better? Every day we reflect on our own lives. And this is the problem that Jesus notices. That there are people amongst us who then are not able to see their own mistakes. But they can see the mistakes of other people. If we can reflect on our own selves and see where we are doing so wrong, we can actually help others also to do better and better. The challenge is that normally in psychology, we project ourselves. What is me is what I then see from others. Ah, you talk too much, you. It seems like you, you, you like so much these things of promiscuity, you know? Sometimes what is in me is what I see in other people. Let's stop a bit and see who is this Alex? What are my own struggles and my own strengths? And then try to work and then correct other people also. Why is Jesus using the image of these blind men? In that time in the Middle East, in that time of Christ, there was a common disease of eyes, just like there was also a common disease of leprosy. So there were no medicine that time to cure. And as such, people would move with these problems of eyes. And the laws of the Pharisees and of the people they will separate those with eye disease from themselves for fear of being contaminated. So they will stay on their own. And so as they are moving, you will see one blind man leading other blind men in search of water, in search of this and that. There was no one to guide them. We are being told that you are not blind anymore if you can reflect your life, if you can live by the values of Christ, then be the one to lead other people also. My dear friends, we are being called to be charitable to one another, to be merciful to one another, not to judge others harshly. Mother Teresa in her writing says, if you want to judge other people, if you have this tendency of judging other people, 
then you do not have the time to love them. When you judge other people, you do not have time to love them. Is Jesus saying don't judge each other? No, he's not saying that. Jesus is saying if we are to judge someone, let's judge with love. Let's love be the one that pushes or moves us to challenge somebody. We can still challenge what is bad, but we can do that with charity and with love. Seeking the best out of the person and not the worst out of the person. My dear friends, a story is told of a lady who went to do a confession. And this lady was a gossiper, a serious gossiper in their own place. She would go to the priest, Father, I've come, I gossiped. Oh, go, my son, my daughter, go, your sins are forgiven. Like, Father, I come, I gossiped. Father, I come, I gossiped. So whenever the priest was hearing the voice in the confessional box, you already know that this is the same sin of gossip. To be sure and happy, that was not easy. So the priest would give him advice every day, do this, do this, do this, but there was no change. So the priest then says, I ask you, go home and bring for me a pillow. We all know a pillow, eh? a pillow that we use when we are sleeping. And this pillow had feathers, small, 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 small feathers. Small feathers, no feathers from these beds. And this place, it was a windy place. And the priest's house was on the second floor. And so the priest said, bring this pillow to me. The pillow was brought. The priest took the pillow and cut it into half. So all the feathers flew everywhere everywhere. And then the priest said to the lady, your penance today is simple. Go into the seat and collect every one of these feathers and bring them to me. The woman said, Father, this is not possible because the feathers are everywhere in the city. I can't manage. The priest said, whenever you gossip about somebody, this is how far the rumor of not true or something bad also spread. This is how you injure or destroy somebody's name. So the failure to collect the feathers, that's the failure. It is there also to amend or to repair the name or the damage that you cause to other people. Do not judge, but love. My dear friends, are there people whom we judge so harshly? People whom we judge so harshly that even God has a space for them. Don't judge other people. Try to know the circumstance, why people are behaving or doing the way they are doing. When you know the circumstance, when you know what pushes people to be where they are, that is love already. And God loves that way. My dear friends, let me just end by also introducing and ushering you to this season. We are beginning the season of Lent. It is my call that as we end our land with the three pillars of land, we may be more Christ-like in our approach. How do we do it to be more Christ-like? Firstly, by prayer. Let's pray. Not to pray when there are problems, but to pray even when things are very okay. The second thing is to fast. We are invited to a fasting. But myself, even Pope Francis, in his own writing last time, he said, let there be a radical way of fasting. Not just in fasting food, fasting food. Some are actually dieting and think people are fasting. They are just using land to be on diet. The right attitude to fasting. I'm not saying don't fast on food. It's good because we also help uh, the poor. 
But for this year, I call upon you, let us fast on offensive words and only transmit sweet and tender words. The second way of fasting is to fast on dissatisfaction and fill yourself with gratitude. There are people who just cry, cry like babies. Every day they just cry. They don't see any positivity. Maybe to be filled with gratitude in our life. Fast on anger and fill yourself with meekness and patience. Fast on pessimism and fill yourself with optimism. There are people, if I bring a bottle here, which is half, and I ask them, tell me the status of this bottle. Those who are pessimistic, they'll say the bottle is half empty. But those who are optimistic, they'll say the bottle is half full. In life, in this land, let us be more optimistic about life and events. Fast on worries and fill yourself with confidence in the Lord. Worries are there, we will never finish worries. Even now, some, what time is mass finishing? Oh, it's probably going to be too long. What about this? Don't worry. Fast on worries and trust in the Lord. Fast on laments. Just go chema, crying. In short, I say go chema, chema. Fast on laminations and fill yourself with joy. Fast on stress and fill yourself with prayer. And fast on selfishness and be filled with compassion. Fast on unforgiveness and be filled with forgiveness and reconciliation. Fast on ways and be filled with silence and readiness to listen to other people. There are people who just talk and talk and talk and talk. Sometimes they are difficult to listen to because they keep on talking and talking. You want to start a story, they start their own again. So also listen to other people this lending. Finally, on almsgiving, my dear friends, the new attitude to almsgiving is to smile always to people. I smiled yesterday on the street on someone who was walking, and the person came to me, do, do you know me? I said, no, I don't know you. I said, surely I'm happy. You just gave me a smile, and that was good. I see our team here for SSVP when we give soup and food every day. We just smile at people. How are you? How was your day? Those who come from the streets to eat here, they find that to be very, very good. The dignity of themselves is restored just by a smile. Let's try this, learn that. Also remind others how much you love them. The people in our homes who live for two years, three years, without knowing if I'm still loved or not, this land, remind them how much you love them. Also say thank you even in little things. It's one way of almsgiving. Greet with joy the people that you meet every day and listen to other people's stories with love and not prejudice. Stop to help and pay attention to whoever needs you. Raise the spirits of others and celebrate the qualities and success of others. Sort out the things you have but no longer want and give to those in need. Be ready to help when needed so that others may also rest. Give corrections with love. Maintain good relations with those around you. Keep clean the things you use in the house. Help others overcome obstacles. And finally, call your parents more often. May our prayer lead us to fasting. May our fasting lead us to almsgiving. 
May this Lenten season, we are beginning soon, help us to be holy. But if holiness sounds too heavenly, then let us be good.